0: Hey y'all, welcome back to Enduring Faith. This is Jamie, and today we're going to be talking about the greatest gift known to mankind, the love of God. So last time I talked about um, how to increase your faith and that faith is an action word, and one of the things that I mentioned was receiving God's love as a step you can take to increase your faith. So First, I just want to give some scripture about God's love, so the first one is first john four sixteen and it simply says, "God is love, God is love, Everything about him is love, and um that's just very key to understand about who He is and his nature and then um verse eighteen of John of first John four says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And so that is very key to know about God's love, that God's love is not um, punishment. There's no, there's no punishment in God's love. He's not this um, mean, you know, big man and sitting in a chair in the sky, you know, waiting to punish you. That's not him at all. That is not his character. He just wants to love you and his love is perfect and it drives out that fear of um, punishment. And then verse 19, the very next verse verse says, we love because he first loved us. And this is really key. Um, Our ability to love others stems from his love for us, and when we open our hearts to receive God's love, that enables us to love others more abundantly, and so it's almost like an overflow, right? The our ability to love others comes from this overflow of His love and receiving His love for us, um, and then the next one, John three sixteen. Um, probably most everybody has heard this before, but for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And I underlined the word so right there, for God so loved the world. I just think that's key that it's, it's a magnified love. He so loved the world. It's not just a little bit of love, but It's a lot of love. He has so much love for each and every one of us. And then the last one is Romans 8, 15. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. And so, you know, back when that verse was written, the people really understood what that meant to use the word adoption right there, because everything was kind of about inheritance back then you know it really mattered um who your family was and your inheritance and orphans obviously would not get any inheritance and um so to say that we are no longer orphans and we have been adopted into the kingdom of heaven and that's just huge i mean just it doesn't matter your your situation on earth or who your family is here or what you've been through but you have been adopted into this kingdom family and you are inheriting eternal life and not just not just eternal life when you die and go to heaven but you're inheriting so much more here on earth that you can give to others and one of those things is God's love And so we're just going to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about three things that might be potentially keeping us from receiving the best gift ever. And so let's just have a little scenario here where like, say you're in line at Starbucks and you love Starbucks. You are so excited about getting your coffee and the person in front of you actually Um, heard your order and then says, let me pay for that one. And they buy you a coffee. And you know, what do you do? You can deny it and um, say you don't want it. Or you can (laughs) say no, because you don't feel like you're you're worthy of receiving a free coffee from someone that you don't know. Or you most likely would be really grateful and thank them and receive this free gift. Now, I know that's like a super simple depiction of receiving a gift, but I wanted it to be simple because receiving God's love is truly that simple. And so I just want to talk about a few things that would potentially hold you back from from saying yes to God and, and receiving his love for us that his that he loved you so much that he gave his only son so what is it about that that we can't receive it or we don't feel worthy of it so the first thing that i thought of is earthly relationships so a lot of times you know we hear about god is the father and it's really hard for some people to to really understand what kind of relationship that should be. If we have earthly relationships that fall short of this perfect love that's described in the Bible. And so a lot of times we'll, to really understand what kind of relationship that should be, if we have earthly relationships that fall short of this perfect love that's described in the Bible. And so a lot of times we'll look around us at relationships with other people and try to equate something in that relationship with God's love. You know, sometimes children have learned behaviors growing up that damage our ability to receive love from other people. And so that could be something else. Like if love was earned or taken away when you were growing up, You know, that could be something that really limits your understanding of unconditional love or, um, or even as an adult, if you've had a broken heart, you know, you've been crushed by someone and it's really hard to recover from that or to feel like you're worthy of this amazing love that is described. And you just don't feel like it's something that, that you deserve, And so those could be just a few things. I know there's probably a million other circumstances, you know, that could um, be related to earthly relationships that could prohibit you from really feeling like you can say yes to God. But let's move on to the next one. The next one is religion. And so this one is interesting because there's so many examples in the Bible of the Pharisees and this legalistic view of who God is. And, you know, Jesus and the disciples said over and over again that that is not who God is and that's not who Jesus was. Um, he didn't come to to demean anyone or to put anybody down. He always lifted up. And so in church, a lot of times there are people in the church that do not live up to this, you know, what we hear about God's love, right? This unconditional perfect love. But the truth of the matter is they are still people. And we as Christians will always fall short of who God is. I mean, we of course cannot be God. No one on this earth is perfect like God. So we have to understand that you know, we will be hurt by people. And a lot of times there are situations in church where somebody doesn't act the way that you think they should, or, um, somebody might say something or treat you a certain way that is not godly. And I know so many people who have turned away from church altogether because they correlate that experience with God. And it's just, Wrong. It's wrong. It's not who God is. And if you've been hurt by church people, then I invite you to separate that experience from God. And God did not hurt you in the church, people hurt you in the church. And there are other churches, and I would also um, really hope and pray that you would try to go to a new church, try to find a new community. And move on past that hurt so that you can r- truly receive God's love and, and get connected again with his people. Um, the other thing about religion is the, the rules and conditions, and it just always feels like you're going to mess up. You know, there are some institutions, some churches that really make you feel like you're not good enough and that you're going to hell and that you have to work really hard to be perfect in order to get to heaven, and that is just not what the Bible says, and so this fear of not being good enough is heavy. I mean, that's a, that's a heavy weight to carry, and um, you just don't have to. That's not biblical. You know, that's how the Pharisees worked. They walked around with all their rules, and you know, you couldn't do this, and you couldn't do that, and if you did this, then you would be punished, and you know, Jesus went around saying, you know, everyone is welcome, you know, come sit at the table with me and, um, and experience God's love and grace and mercy. And so let's be very careful about, um, how we view religion versus how we view God. God is not religion. And so that's, that's just key to understanding, um, God's character and his love for you it's not tied to religion at all and then the third one is the one that I can relate to the most and that is shame so shame can absolutely keep us from receiving the best gift ever and you know in all three of these I kind of tied in the feelings of unworthiness um, and that is ultimately what shame is, is just feeling not whatever enough, not good enough, not pretty enough, not worthy enough. And so um, I mentioned in the last episode about when the man at work prayed for me and I jumped on Facebook and saw the Proverbs 31 ministries Bible study that was taking place. And so that is really where I discovered that I even had an issue with shame and so the book is called what happens when women walk in faith and it's written by Lisa Turkhurst and it is amazing if the book is truly amazing and then so the way it worked was we each week we'd get an email or maybe every day I don't remember I think maybe weekly but we would get an email and it would have some questions to go along with the chapter that we were reading that week in the book And this one week was, um, leaving behind something we had to, to, in order to move forward in your faith, you have to leave something behind. And the question was something about, um, you know, where are you drawing the line in the sand and what are you, what are you leaving behind? And so that was really hard for me because I just didn't know. I had never thought about that question before. And so I just prayed and I was journaling and, you know, doing the questions in the book and everything and just really seeking the Lord about what it was that I needed to leave behind. And I remember what I really wanted it to be was my job because, you know, sitting in that cube all day, um, just didn't feel like, you know, that was where I needed to be, but obviously, um, that wasn't it, and I knew, and I, I think one of the things in the email said, you know, when you're trying to figure out what it is you're leaving behind, talk to other people about it, see if it lines up with with who God is and God's character and the Bible, and you know, ask some family members and whatever, and so obviously um, nobody was on board with me quoting my job at that time, so I moved on, and I remember calling a friend, and just talking it over with her and just saying, I don't know what it is. And we just talked. And ultimately, by the end of the conversation, I figured out that, that it was shame. And I honestly don't remember how I came to that conclusion, um, but I knew and I journaled about it. I wrote about it in my notebook that I was doing for the Bible study that, um, that I thought it was shame And that I wasn't really sure exactly what that meant, you know, but, um, but I just needed to move past this feeling of unworthiness. Well, of course, the very next day at church, it was April 19th, 2015. I'll never forget it. We're sitting in church the the next day after the phone call with, with my friend and the pastor started talking about, Adam and Eve in the garden in Genesis three and how, you know, they had messed up. And so they went to hide and they felt unworthy and God still called out to them and wanted to be with them. And, you know, he was like, where are you? Why are you hiding? And so something, I guess, just kind of clicked inside of me, you know, that even though he knew what they had done, he still desired to be near them and for them to be near him. And he still loved them and he still wanted to um, show them that he loved them and take care of them and give them purpose in life. And of course there's a price that we have to pay for our sins, right? But because he loves us so, he so loved the world that he sent his son to die. He, he sacrificed for us so that we can still receive His love no matter what we've done it's unconditional and it's been paid for already somebody else died for me like it's just crazy to think about that you were you were going to hell no matter what there's nothing you could do about it and then but because Jesus already died for us we can receive God's love and be forgiven and still go to heaven and you don't have to do anything. You don't earn it at all. And this this message that day just I mean, I I knew about that. I knew about Adam. I grew up in church. I knew all of that, but that day just hearing that story after thinking about shame and feeling unworthy and then it just all culminated into that one moment and when the pastor offered at the end of the message For anybody who wanted to receive the love of Jesus that day, I just was sobbing and I raised my hand and my poor husband, I I don't know what he was thinking, (laughs) but I know he knew something was going on. I'm pretty sure I was shaking. I was crying. Um, It was just the most amazing experience where that day I surrendered. I surrendered trying to control everything and I traded in my shame for the greatest gift ever known to mankind. And I just I want that so much for every one of you listening to just trade in whatever it is holding you back, whether it's past relationships or church hurt or just fear, shame, whatever it whatever it is. You can let it go and trade that in and just feel love of God that you don't have to earn that somebody else already paid for and I just invite you today to to just receive God's love receive it just as though it's a free cup of coffee at Starbucks it's that simple it literally is that simple you just say thanks I'll take it (laughs) that's it so think about what's holding you back if you Um, have not completely received his love, just think think about some of the things that you need to leave behind. What is your line in the sand? What is it that is holding you back from taking that next step into this abundant life of joy and overwhelming love? He will never force you to love him because he is the perfect father. There's nothing you can do to earn it, he can't force it it's simply a choice so i invite you today to make that choice and then understand too that accepting this amazing gift of his love the greatest gift ever known allows us to love others well and i mentioned that um, in the beginning that when we receive his love and that we open our hearts up to him and open our lives up to him and let him pour his love into us and use us in an amazing way we then have more potential to love others well out of the abundance of the love we don't even need it all we can receive his love and there's so much of it that it overflows and then we can love others out of that abundance and then that allows us to forgive people easier and live unoffended and that's what we're going to be talking about next week is um loving other people well out of that that overflow and so i hope you'll all tune in again in two weeks for the next episode until then i'm just going to be praying for each and every one of you to receive the greatest gift ever known to mankind god's love